everyone to the Locked In Football Podcast. Today I'm recording this with another one of my friends that does against the spread picks with Sean and I, Dylan Kelly or at DylKel54. So Dale, how'd it go for you last week? How was your against the spread picks? Uh, last week I went 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, I did decent. It was good for 11th on pick watch. Tied for 11. Um, was pretty good on my locks. I went 3-1 and one on my locks and uh, pretty good week overall. Man, I got smoked. Uh, and on a couple, of, a lot of bets, I had the the Bears. Uh, that didn't go. That didn't go too well. I had the uh, had the Bucks on one, which was one of my upsets, but yeah, it didn't go very well. Uh, so our first ever episode went live last Saturday morning, but took a little longer to get on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. So if you're trying to listen to to the podcast on those platforms, uh, I'm sorry. Blame Google. Um, or Apple if you want, but it should have it should be live on all platforms this weekend. Uh, by Thursday. Thursday uh, midday. Uh, also, the episode did drag out a little long, so this week we're going to try only mentioning notable injuries, particularly on the offensive side of the ball, and start tweeting out potential game-changing injuries closer to Football Sunday, uh, as this podcast will be out on Thursday, so obviously we won't know inactives until Sunday, or 90 minutes before game time so if you didn't know our twitter is at locked in football with one l so check that out uh, if you didn't get to listen to last week's podcast basically we're just going to run through each game from the thursday night game to the monday night game and give our pick for the current spread and simply money line if you prefer to pick that instead i know some people don't like bending spreads but um and then towards the end of the podcast we'll give you three locks for the week as we said previously, and an upset game, uh, which an upset to us is a team who isn't favored, but we think has a good chance to win, or the upset as in they will win, in our opinion. Um, so again, a team who isn't favored. Um, got, we'll, we'll jump right into the first game. Uh, the Thursday nighter, Jacksonville plus five at the Titans. Uh, Jacksonville... The, if you didn't catch the Jacksonville and Indy game last week, I think Indy was one of my locks last week too. Uh, Indy by four at Jacksonville, and that game ended 6 nothing in probably one of the worst games I've ever watched of football. But it was the coming out party of the Jacksonville defense. We were, uh, we were ripping on the Jacksonville defense pretty hard, saying that they'd lost seven games in a row at that point. Um, they were a, a main talking point of the AFC uh, to potentially challenge at the well in the preseason, it was considered to be New England and Jacksonville. Now it's debatably the Chiefs at number one, and New England, but Jacksonville was in the question, and they'd lost seven games in a row. Um, so we were ripping on that defense pretty hard, but they came out and they played fantastic against the Colts' offense, who had looked pretty good uh, the last couple weeks. Um, so for this game, obviously, last week, Jacksonville didn't have Leonard Fournette, and they were also starting Cody Kessler. I believe they're still starting, or they're still planning to rock with uh, Cody Kessler. Um, but again, Leonard Fournette coming back this week. I think Leonard Fournette changes this team, um, even though stats, I think, say otherwise. Um, but to me, it comes down to the Jags and their offense, usually revolving around the run game 
and the focal point of this Titans defense is their run defense. Uh, on the road, Jacksonville, they're one and four. I don't, I don't see them being able to cover this five points. I think I'm going to take the Titans here by five. Um, I, I wouldn't say I'm 100% confident in this game. I think it could be like a seven to ten point win for the Titans. I mean, their offense isn't very explosive, so covering five points might be. A little bit of a challenge at the very least i think they win this game so if you want to take the titans money line i definitely do that but i don't think i think the last time these two teams played it was like a nine to six final something like that so yeah in jacksonville jacksonville yeah. lost nine six yeah so I, I i see this game being very low scoring both defenses are pretty good both offenses are very shaky uh so i, th- I think i'll take the titans here by five yeah, I, I'll take the Titans by five as well. I think the Titans, uh, I think they score points. The Jacksonville defense hasn't been the same on the road as it has been at home. Um, I mean, they allowed 40 points in Dallas, uh, 30 points to the Chiefs, although the Chiefs obviously a great offense. Uh, 29 on the road in Indy, or they just allowed zero at home. Um, I just don't think this defense plays the same on the road, and I think the Titans are going to be able to run on them. Um, Marks Mariota... You never know how he's going to play. Some games he's lights out. He's an explosive player. Some games he can't seem to figure it out, and he fights the he's fighting the whole game. Um, but I think the Titans cover this one. I don't think the Jags score too much. I see this game being 24-14, 21-10. Low scoring, but I think the Titans cover. I wonder what the over-under is for that game, because I can't imagine it being very high. Over yeah, thirty-seven. That's pretty, pretty low. Other ones, fifty and a half, fifty-one and a half, forty-seven. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Um. Yeah, I don't know why. I just, I think, I think the Jags with Leonard Fournette is definitely a better, better offense, but definitely yeah, looking I mean, shaky right now. Tennessee still has an outside shot of making the playoffs. Uh, they're four and one at home. They played well at home. Mark Sparrow played well at home. And the Jags just haven't played well on the road, offensively or defensively. I just, I just don't see them covering five and a half or the five. So yeah, so you're you're taking Titans by five. So then obviously you take the money line as well. Yeah. Okay. All right. So our next game, uh, Falcons plus five at the Packers. Uh, last week was a shocking loss. Obviously, you got Mike McCarthy finally got fired. Uh, in my opinion, it's just a terrible coach for having probably the best quarterback of all time playing for you and you're what's what's their record like four seven and one or something yeah i think they're zero and six on the road yeah like that shouldn't be happening if you i don't i don't care um you, you could give like anyone the coaching spot in my opinion and it, with aaron Rodgers, Devonte adams that kind of i like you should not be losing I understand Mason Crosby missed a game-tying field goal, and maybe they would have scraped out the game in overtime. But it shouldn't have even gotten to that point. Like, they should have been walking all over that team, in my opinion. Or, like, maybe not walking over them, because they do have a decent defense in Arizona. But um, I was shocked that they lost there. And especially, they only scored, what, 17 points? I think it was 20-17. to 17. Yeah, I mean, I had the Cardinals to cover the 14, um, but did I think the Cardinals were going to win? No, I, I thought the Packers would win by 7, 10. Yeah. I mean, you look at Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, like, 
when you have an elite quarterback, like the New England hasn't had an elite defense for quite a few years. Sure, they have some weapons, but I mean, like they're they're running backs, they're running by committee with Rex Burkhead, James White, Sony Michelle, like Sony Michelle obviously new this year, but you look at that model and how well they've done just coaching quarterback. And then you look at Mike McCarthy with debatably what most people assume is the best quarterback in the league right now and how poorly they're doing um, in a league where quarterback's the most important position. It's just not explainable that that team can be four and seven, four, yeah. seven and one. All right. Yes. Anyway, back, back to the game. Falcons plus five at Packers. Um, I, I kind of want to lean towards taking that game as a write-off as in the Cardinals and the Packers. Um, right off being, I, I don't really want to think about it that much and let it skew my opinion on the Packers. I still think that, like, it's hard to pick against Aaron Rodgers at home, especially when they're playing against a team that's four and eight and doesn't, their defense is pretty bad. Um, so it's hard to not, it's hard to not take Aaron Rodgers at home, in, in my opinion. So, especially that last week, I had, had the Packers by 14. I, I, I thought they were going to cover that spread, but um, I think here I'm going to have to take the Packers by five as well. The only gray spot here for me is the coaching change and how that's going to affect the team. I think they fired Mike McCarthy, obviously. I think he was calling the plays as well on offense, and they fired an, uh, an assistant coach or an associate coach or something. Just that whole dynamic of the coaching switch up, I'm not sure. It's obviously an unknown factor. Who knows how that's going to affect the team. So that's a little bit of a gray, shady area. But I, I still feel like the Packers at home, I, I don't know if they're really in the playoff hunt anymore. Like They definitely need help to get into the wild card spot, especially in the competitive NFC. But I, I just don't see this as a game they lose. So I'm going to take the Packers by five. Yeah, I think it'd be a pretty well a miracle if they made the playoffs. But, I mean, just looking at the Browns and how well they've played since their coach was fired, uh, I, I think it motivates the team to some extent, and especially the coach. Um, I, I think the assistant, I, I don't know who's taking over, I assume the offense for defensive coordinator. Um, but I think it lights a fire under him. I mean, they do well, they win out, or they go 3-1 and one in their last four games, whatever they do. Um gives him potential to either stay there or find a coaching job elsewhere. Um, I think this team comes out motivated. I think they cover the five points. As you said, Atlanta's defense, very shaky. Um, I don't think Green Bay loses two in a row at home. I think the five is a lot. Um, I definitely think Green Bay wins this game. Whether they cover is more iffy, but I, I do have them to cover. Um, but I think it's a it's a close one. It's a tough spread to bet on. But I would... Uh, i definitely take their money line for sure. I don't think um, they come out as poorly as they did against Arizona. I think uh, this is a high-scoring game. I'd probably take the over. I'm not sure what it is, but I'd imagine this game's pretty high-scoring. Um, Green Bay, obviously, a very usually efficient offense at home against uh, an Atlanta defense that's pretty suspect. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so obviously for you, if you're taking Packers by five, that means money line, money line for both of us. Yeah. So our next game is the Ravens plus six and a half at the Chiefs. Um, and now this spread is is definitely interesting to me. The Ravens obviously played well last week in Atlanta. Um, 
obviously a, a good road win for a rookie quarterback to get. However, this this to me seems like a different road game. Um, the Ravens last week they went into Atlanta. Atlanta at that point I think was sitting at four and seven. Um, so obviously, and they're still obviously not the most dominant defense in Atlanta. And to me, this game plus six and a half for the Ravens. Um, I could definitely see the Chiefs winning by more than a touchdown. Um, the The Chiefs are just a different offense. I mean, yes, the Falcons have a, a great passing offense with Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Matt Ryan, all nine yards, but the run game is a little shaky. So, I mean, as the Ravens, you could probably focus and narrow your attention to one side of their passing attack. Um, I mean... I just don't see that as the same situation with Pat Mahomes, Spencer Ware, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. You know, there's just a bunch of weapons there. I don't think that they can necessarily narrow their attention to one specific portion of the Chiefs' offense. And shutting them down at home is going to be a lot harder than taking on Atlanta. So I think the Chiefs, I think the Chiefs cover the spread, and I'd say I'm pretty confident in it. Yeah, I like the Chiefs here as well. I think um, I think the line might be a little low. The Chiefs did have a poor game, maybe not a poor game, a poor game on defense at least uh, in Oakland. Uh, Oakland obviously not a very good team. Uh, I think they put up thirty three or thirty um, against this Kansas City defense. I, I think it's going to be a different game. The Chiefs at home. I think they're going to be motivated on defense um, a little more coming back home, especially after that tough game giving up that many points against that offense. Um, and also last game, Pat Mahomes, um, he missed Tyreek Hill quite a few times deep. He didn't seem terribly on, and their offense still scored 40 points. Um, I think Tyreek Hill had one reception in that game. Uh, obviously their biggest offensive weapon, uh, I guess maybe him, Travis Kelsey. But I think this team covers the spread. Um I don't see this game actually being terribly close. I, yes, the Baltimore defense is one of the best in the league. Um, but I just think this Chiefs offense is a completely different thing than they've seen this year. It's just so explosive and it's so hard to stop. I just don't see them covering the six and a half. I yeah. really like the Chiefs in this one as well. Yeah, I, I just don't see how how their defense can hold up in Kansas City. Uh, especially back-to-back road games for Baltimore. Yeah. Tough, especially a rookie quarterback. Yeah, Going okay. against the best team in the AFC. So Chiefs um, by 6.5 for both of us and the money line, obviously. Um, yeah, I don't see that game being, being a whole – or sorry, being very close at all. Um, but anyway, our next game is the Panthers by one at the Browns. So, obviously, a point spread of by one. This game is uh, probably pretty close. Last week, my upset pick was the Bucks playing at home versus the Panthers. Um, and the main reason for that was because the Bucks obviously, they're a very inconsistent team. And one week, they can be very good on offense anyway. And the next week, they can throw four interceptions in a quarter and a half. Um, so, I felt like it was very hit or miss. But them playing a Panthers team at home where the Panthers on the road have struggled, um, I thought there was definitely a chance that the Bucks could pull that one out. And, of course, they did by 
three points, I believe. I think they won 30 to 27 or something like that. Um, so I, I guess the same narrative follows here for me. The Panthers by one at the Browns. Um, this game is obviously, I think it's going to be close, and so does Vegas. But um, this game, I see, I still see the Panthers winning. I think that both defenses in the Browns and the Bucks were weak, and the Panthers um, will have the same sort of script going into this one, yet they'll still have the experience of losing to a team they definitely shouldn't have on the road. And I think they correct the mistakes they made last time. Um, so I think the Browns, um, they definitely have a chance in this game. Obviously, it's only a one-point spread. Um, the issue I see here is that um, the the Browns, I mean, I, I kind of I, I worry about Nick Chubb and the way they use him. Um, I think that giving a guy 25 to 28 carries alone can kind of narrow the outlook on your offense and make it sort of seem one-dimensional. So I think the Panthers can definitely focus down on that and force Baker Mayfield to beat them. And, I mean, he's not terribly consistent either. So uh, for me, this one's going to be the Panthers. Uh, but, again, I don't know I don't know how confident I would be. The Panthers on the road have been shaky all year. But I still think the Panthers, probably with about 60 65% confidence, yeah, I do like the Panthers here as well. Um, I mean, they've lost four games in a row, and it's obviously not a pretty team to pick against right now, or to pick for right now. Um, but I, I think it comes down to it. This is a must-win game for them if they want to have a shot at making the playoffs. Um, in that tight NFC, they're going to have to start winning. Um, I think they try to shut down the run, try to make Baker Mayfield make some plays. Um, and I just think Carolina comes out on top. I just think they're the better team. Um, they're going to have a Cleveland's defense going to have a tough time stopping Christian McCaffrey. Um, yeah, uh, Carolina is one and five on the road, so that is tough. They're one win. Um, they probably shouldn't have even won. They were down by what seventeen nothing in the fourth quarter at Philly. Yeah, I think it's seventeen. Um, huge collapse there by Philly. Um, so debatably, they should be out six on the road, but I think they they either turn it around here or, or they're done for the season. So I think it's just going to come out. They're going to be a team that looks desperate. They're going to be a must-win team, and I think they pull off the one point. I think they win by a field goal. Pretty close game, but uh, I don't see Cleveland stopping Christian McCaffrey very, uh, very often. Yeah, okay. Panthers, money line, I mean, at this point, by one point, you might as well take the spread. But again, if you still don't want to, money line for both of us. Um, so our next game, we got the Colts plus four and a half at the Texans. And the Texans being probably the hottest team in the NFL, having won nine in a row. Uh, this game, uh, divisional game, one that the Colts desperately need to win after last week. Um if they lose this game, their their playoff chances, I think, get a little bit slimmer. Um, for me, this game comes down to which offense can can dominate, I guess. Um, last week, the Colts offense that had looked good looked terrible against, obviously, a good defense and playing on the road in Jacksonville. Um, this the, the Houston defense, for me, just... Obviously, it's not the same. 
but they're still giving up the third least points per game in the NFL. So obviously that's something to take note of. Um, I I worry about the Colts. I, I I questioned their winning streak before the Jacksonville game. I mean, going into Jacksonville and, and literally all you had to do was put up a touchdown to beat them. Um, I think you should have been able to do that. Uh, so going into Houston, uh, I, I think Houston takes this. So the spread of four and a half is pretty low. Um, the only thing that's concerning is that it's a divisional game, and divisional games, obviously, um, they're a little bit more random due to the fact that the teams know each other so well, obviously because they've played each other so many times. Um, so uh, anyway, I, I think the Texans win by four and a half or more. I, th- I probably think it's going to be... A, seven to ten point victory um for the texans i wouldn't say that i'm, I'm very confident in that though i, I i'd probably say 60 65 again um the four and a half point spread is just um basically it's four and a half points it's low but essentially what you're banking on is for someone to win by a touchdown um that's just kind of the way that the points end up working out so the texans by a touchdown um a little bit more shaky but I, I think I'd still take it yeah I like the Texans in this one as well again Indy back-to-back road games um, never easy uh, obviously like terrible last week um, going against a team that had lost seven or eight in a row now they're going against a team that's won nine in a row um, obviously they're gonna come out a little more motivated um, like you said, kind of a must-win game if they want to make the playoffs. Um, a lot of teams at six and six in the or in the AFC. I think there's four of them. Um, Ravens are seven and five. Tough game this week at the Chiefs. So, I mean, one of those teams is bound to win. Um, but I do think Houston keeps rolling. I, I think they have a shot at home field advantage if the Packers, or sorry, if the Patriots slip up. Um, so I think they're going to be motivated for that. Um, and I just think their defense, like you said, is maybe not as good as Jacksonville's, um, but has the pieces there um, and have played well this year. I, I see this game, like you said, being maybe a one-touchdown game. Um, Houston already beat Indy in Indy this year. Um, and what I, week I was that see, in? Uh, it was early. Yeah. I, th- I think um, Andrew Luck kind of took a while to figure it out. After coming back from so long, I mean the game ended uh, 37-34. Ooh, I think it was uh, like the first few weeks of the season. I think it was week four. Eh, I guess week four. I figured it out by then. It's a narrow <clears> game, <throat> three points. Yeah, yeah. I, I still think the Texas home field advantage here. I, I think I'd take them. I mean, week four they won by three. That was coming off of three consecutive losses. Now they're coming off nine consecutive wins. Yeah. Um, interesting season for the Texans, but yeah, I see them keeping on rolling here. Um, okay, yeah. Money line for both of us as well. Texans by four and a half. Um, our next game, we got the Patriots by seven at the Dolphins. Um, this game, the Patriots historically have struggled at Miami. Uh, I have no idea why. Maybe that comes down to the whole divisional aspect again, and the teams know each other so well. Home field advantage kind of plays out. Uh, typically, the games, if the Dolphins don't win, they're still 
pretty close. Um, I don't know exactly what the record is, but you can check and uh, you can see that the Dolphins at home usually win or keep it close with the Patriots. So a spread of by seven um, is definitely worrisome. But for me, um, a notable injury to consider is Xavier Howard in the secondary for the Dolphins. Um, and I can't remember who he covered the last time they played, but this guy, this guy is an anchor for that for that defense, and he's considered week to week as of Tuesday at seven fifty two when this article was updated, and it says he's likely to miss the game. So I'm gonna run with the assumption that he doesn't play, and to me that's a massive blow to a defense that um, is inconsistent at best. Um, so for me, the, the the obviously the spread of by seven is kind of a scary road uh, divisional spread to bet on. Um, but for me, the Patriots are are healthy at a time where they dominate usually. Um, I think their only major injury or injury concern is Gronk. But Gronk, I mean, he hasn't really been the same this year. Uh, he hasn't been involved in the offense as much. I think he has like an average of three catches per game or something. Um, so not quite the impact player on offense as he was in previous years. He still obviously runs as a decoy, and people still have to pay attention to him just because he's Gronk. But um, without Xavier Howard on this Dolphins defense, I think it definitely leaves a massive hole. Um I, I definitely think the Patriots can game plan around that and expose that weakness. Um, the only thing that's worrisome to me is the obviously the by seven, uh, uh, the road portion too. So uh, ultimately, I think I would still take the Patriots in this one. I just I don't like the spread of by seven. I think um, this game's real, the or sorry the the spread for this one might be a coin flip it might be like 55 45 for me leaning in the patriots so not very confident but i i do think they're going to win the game so if you wanted to bet money line uh the patriots would be my pick there yeah i, I do like the patriots to win the game i, I have miami to cover the seven points uh, miami again another six and six team i think they're going to be motivated um the last time these two teams played was the ryan Tannehill injury i believe um, but I, I think New England, uh, when they were there last year, they lost. Um, and it's, I, I think Miami runs the ball here. They try to control the ball as much as they can, keep it out of Tom Brady's hands. And I, I think they keep the game close, ultimately losing, um, probably late in the game. But I see the game, Miami's defense, uh, like you said, big injury to their corner. Um, which could be tough, and obviously it's hard to bet against New England in December. Uh, but I like Miami to cover here. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. As I said, I'd, I'd, I'd probably run a coin flip on this game for by seven, but I I do think the Patriots will end up winning. I just kind of th- I kind of get the the scrappy divisional sort of vibe from this game, and Xavier Howard obviously leading the NFL in interceptions. Um, quite the cornerback, so that's a pretty big blow to a team i mean if if he was in the lineup and i told you that the spread was 
uh, say Patriots by three and a half. Um, I think I think again you'd you'd kind of be concerned. Yet if it was by seven and you had the points plus Xavier Howard still, I think it would be pretty easy to take the Dolphins plus seven there. Do you think? Do you agree? Yeah, I mean obviously it's a big injury uh, corner, especially with Tom Brady playing against him. Um, I mean they have a lot of weapons on offense. Uh, Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman, uh, Gronk, as you said, it's a big injury. I think if I remember correctly, last year when they played in Miami, Xavier Howard picked off Tom Brady twice in the, in that game. So, yeah, I mean, we've emphasized the, emphasized the injury a lot already, but, um, that, I mean, picking off the guy twice in one game, that's pretty impressive. Um, so, yeah, Patriots by seven for me, Dolphins plus seven for you. Uh, Moneyline, Patriots for you. Yeah, yeah, I think New England still wins the game uh, by three. Uh, I think it's a close game. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, all right, so our next game is the Saints by nine at the Buccaneers. Um, this spread of nine is a little concerning for me, um, especially a road game, divisional game, and the Saints having just lost their first game in a while at the Cowboys. Uh, they look definitely rough against the Dallas Cowboys defense. Um, I just I to me I don't see the Bucks and the Cowboys defense remotely in the same tier. Um, I think the Saints win this game by nine is a little concerning, um, but I think the Saints can expose the the Bucks defense pretty handily with Alvin Kamara, kind of like um, the way Carolina did with Christian McCaffrey. So I think I'm going to take the Saints here by nine. Um, I think I'm pretty confident in it as well. I think, um, I think they win by two touchdowns and maybe more. Uh, I, I think that the Bucks uh, have a tough time scoring against the Saints. Um, they uh, haven't. They just put up thirty against Carolina at home, but I, I think the Saints know the Bucks a little bit better, and I think the Bucks will have a tough time scoring and quite the opposite for the Saints. So I think I'm going to take the Saints here by nine. Yeah, I like New Orleans as well here. I think this Cowboys defense, um, super underrated, especially at home, motivated playing against uh, New Orleans. Obviously, a team won 10 in a row, you're super motivated. Um, I think New Orleans comes out here as well, and I, I think they beat them pretty badly. Uh, maybe we're due for one of those games where the Tampa Bay quarterback has just the worst first half you've ever seen, and uh, another quarterback swap at Tampa Bay. Um, the New Orleans defense, pretty good. Um, also, maybe a little underrated. Um, but yeah, as you said, I, I think this is a two-touchdown, maybe more game. I think this one might get out of hand. Yeah, okay. Money line for both of us, Saints by nine. Um, moving on to our next game, we got the Giants by three and a half at the Redskins. Um, the Giants, they looked good last week against the Bears. The Bears' defense, obviously, um is one to definitely write home about. They, they're they pretty good. Um, so on the road, I, I thought the Bears were going to win that game, and I think I had them as one of my locks as well. And the Giants surprised me. They uh, they probably surprised the Bears as well with the way they played. I mean, Odell threw a touchdown, I'm pretty sure, like a 40-yard touchdown. Yeah. Um, just playing that, that weird sort of style of football with a backup quarterback uh, playing against you, having to come back. I mean, on the road... 
that as a good game plan by the Giants. I mean, surprising the team, um, just doing random stuff. Uh, I guess it worked out for them. I didn't see that game being close. I think it almost got. Um, did it go? It, did it go into overtime? I, I think so. It was thirty to twenty-seven. I know that. I think the Bears think recovered an onside game. or something, and then they got it into overtime, but then ended up losing. Um, but yeah, okay. Back to this game. We got the Giants by three and a half at the Redskins. Giants coming off a a big win, and obviously the Redskins, their team is in in shambles right now. They got Mark Sanchez starting. Uh, which, if you had told me that Mark Sanchez was going to be on the Washington Redskins starting in Week 14 at the beginning of the year, I mean, I would have called you crazy. Um, but that's besides the point. I mean, the the Redskins, um, I I kind of think they're they're out of it. I think the team morale has definitely got to be low, especially the guys kind of in that room got to be thinking, okay, we're down to our third quarterback and one that just came off of the street um we're playing a giants team that just beat the bears the division leader or a division leader at home um i think the giants um they're kind of playing for their egos in this game i don't think they have a chance at making that uh winning the division or making the playoffs uh, in the nfc but i think they're playing for their egos here um, I think the Redskins' morale is down significantly. I don't know. Um, I don't know as a team if you can just kind of brush off that fact of having to play with a quarterback that literally got signed off the street and is just kind of starting now after a week. Um, so I think I'm going to take the Giants by three and a half on the road. The only thing that concerns me is the inconsistencies of the Giants and Eli Manning. I mean, Eli Manning has played okay this year. Um, but, again, it's just inconsistent teams are kind of tough to pick. And the Giants are definitely one, having beat a division leader at home. And then, obviously, they're, I think, like 4-8 and eight or something like that. So, it's it's concerning. But I think the, I think the Giants are the better of two evils, I guess you could say here. So, I'm going to take the Giants by 3.5. Yeah, I'd have to agree there. I mean, I, it's tough with the Washington team, obviously. The promising start to the year, so many injuries. Um, even at 6-6, six and six, I mean, they're only a half game outside of the playoff spot. Um, but I, I, I agree. I think their season's done. I think this Giants team is better than their record. Um, had some close games. And, uh, I mean, they do have some weapons on offense. When Eli plays well, when he's well protected, um, they do have Odell. Sterling Shepard, I mean, obviously they have Saquon. Um, I think the Giants win this game um, probably by a touchdown, maybe a little more. Mark Sanchez, obviously, it's tough to come in. Um, I mean, when he came in and played against the Eagles when Colt McCoy went down, he only had 15 plays in their playbook that they had for him. Yeah, um, I can't imagine you know a whole lot. Path, so. um, I mean, obviously a guy that's been around for a while, Started a lot of games, been a backup, been in the league for a while. Um, but I just don't see this Redskins, Redskins team that's just been decimated by injuries on offense um, covering the three and a half. The only portion of this game that's a little concerning to me is the Redskins um, defense. I think that their defense is still like pretty good. Um, maybe middle of the pack. 
and the Giants, I mean, due to their inconsistencies, it, I mean, maybe the Redskins defense comes out and has a good game against them and, and like, kind of shuts down the, the Giants' run game, offense as a whole. Um, I just see that being less likely than the Giants kind of rolling over them by seven or more. Um, so, money line for both of us again. Um, but low spread like that, I'd probably pick the Giants by three and a half over the money line. Um, continuing, we got the Jets plus three at the Bills. Um, this The Bills have been playing better of late. Um, I mean, Josh Allen has kind of find a new, I'm sorry, kind of found a new groove in his game, it seems, or incorporating it more in his run game. Uh, kind of provides that new dynamic that defenses have to look out for. I mean, he was doing it before. He just seems to be doing it at a more impactful level. Um, and th- this, in combination with their defense starting to play better, um, I mean, Buffalo's defense, they're, they're top of the league in passing yards against, second in the league for total yards against, and they're setting up 4-8. and eight. So they're getting stomped by some teams, but their defense still happens to be top tier in the league. I mean, going at against a team, a divisional team at home, I think is Sam Darnold playing in this game? I believe. Uh, I, I think he's sure. coming back. Be my guess, because he was. I think he was ready last week, but they kind of more erred on the side of caution. So I'd assume he plays. Now the Jets. Um, yeah, I think I I do think Sam Darnold comes back for this game. Um, unless he's it's still like questionable, um, I don't see them rushing their rookie quarterback and potential franchise quarterback. I don't I don't think they rush him back. Um, but the Jets they've lost five in a row, or sorry six in a row. They're one and five on the road playing a divisional game uh, against a Bills team that I think is underestimated at times. I mean I underestimated them last week. I think they what it was the Dolphins in Miami. I think. I think Miami still won that game, but uh, I think game. the Bills covered. Yeah, I think I think the Bills are definitely slept on a little bit. Sometimes they're a little bit overhyped, but by a spread of only three at home, I think I I definitely take the Bills here by three. Yeah, I think this game pretty much comes down to divisional games. Buffalo being the home team, I like Buffalo. Um, better defense. Offenses are probably pretty comparable. Not a lot of weapons, um, rookie quarterbacks. Uh, I think this game comes down to Buffalo's defense and it being a home game. Neither team really has much to play for. Obviously, they're both pretty well out of the playoffs at this point, um, being at 3-9 and nine and 4-8. and eight. I just think Buffalo covers the three. Um, like I said, home game. I think Josh Allen uh, has played pretty well this year, um, all things considered with their team and offense. Um, I think Buffalo wins this game by more than a more than a field goal. I think they cover the three. Okay, yeah. So we got Bills money line by three for both of us. Um, so we got our probably one of the more interesting games of the week, or rather spreads. Uh, Bengals plus fourteen at the Chargers. Um, Chargers obviously coming off an impressive win in Pittsburgh. Um, winning by what a field goal I think last week um, yeah but yeah okay so the Chargers at home by 14 uh, this 
I, I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure if Melvin Gordon's coming back for this game. Um, but obviously their offense ran well without him. Um, putting up 30 plus points on the Steelers on the road is obviously pretty impressive. I mean, the Steelers' defense isn't fantastic, but it's probably a middling defense in the league. Um, the the concern for me here is the spread of 14. Um, the Bengals uh, plus 14, it's kind of a two-sided sword. Um, the Bengals plus 14, I mean, I could see why you wouldn't want to pick that because um, the Bengals, obviously, they're they're now playing with Jeff Driscoll and without A.J. Green. I mean, I think A.J. Green played like two quarters and then had to get carded off the field. So no A.J. Green in this game. Um, Philip Rivers at home. Uh, I think this team plays well regardless of where they're playing. Uh, I think it's actually even better uh, on the road, 5-1 and one versus 4-2. and two. Obviously, they could have played weaker teams on the road, but... Um, the, the spread is the concerning part for me. I think still I'm going to take the Chargers by 14. Um, just on the hunch that I think uh, Jeff Driscoll playing on the road against a pretty good defense in the Chargers. I mean, 8th in total yards, 10th in passing yards against rather uh, 11th rushing yards, 7 points allowed. I think this defense shuts down the entire Cincinnati offense. And I think that the Chargers put up enough. I mean, the Bengals' defense is pretty bad, so I, I imagine they put up a lot. I'd say 38-ish points, something like that, and I can't see the Bengals putting up more than 14, so I think I'm going to have to take the Chargers by 14 here. Yeah, I, I think uh, Melvin Gordon, I, I don't think matters a terrible amount in this game. I mean, they have Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson played well last week, Um I don't see a reason to rush Melvin Gordon back into a game that you should win handily without him, um, especially when they are going to be a playoff team. Uh, but I do agree. I mean, since he lost by 14 at home versus Denver, uh, this defense obviously much better than – or this offense obviously much better than Denver's. Um, and the defense uh, probably comparable, if not better, as well. Um, I see the Chargers hanging a lot of points. Phillip Rivers, I'm sure, has a good day. Uh, some weapons on offense for the Chargers that uh, the Cincy defense just won't be able to cover. And I see this game getting out of hand. I, I see the Chargers covering the 14 pretty uh, handily. Um, like you said, I don't see Cincy scoring too many points on this deep. Okay, yeah. Um, so obviously we're both saying spread. And for future note, if we're saying uh, we're taking the minus here, so Chargers by 14, obviously we're taking the money line as well. Um so our next game, we got the Broncos by four at the 49ers. Um, this game obviously gets a little more interesting, having Emmanuel Sanders out for the year, I think with a torn Achilles. Um, that offense is now looking shady. I mean, their number one wide receiver now is Cortland Sutton, who's a rookie. Um, when they traded Demarius Thomas, obviously they didn't didn't think Emmanuel Sanders was going to be out with a torn Achilles. Um, and they thought... Uh, Cortland Sutton would slot in as a number two wide receiver and a compliment to Emmanuel Sanders pretty well. But I think this hurts their offense a lot. I think a slot receiver just puts a lot more pressure if he's out. It puts a lot more pressure on the quarterback. 
um, to have to kind of make more plays on his own and create time for the outside wide receivers, I guess. I'm not sure how good the backup slot receiver for um, Denver is going to be. However, with a spread of the Broncos by four, I'm not really sure all this matters all that much. Um, I think Denver's defense can do enough in this game to kind of keep hold and keep on track of San Fran. I mean, San Fran's de- or offense rather is sort of boomer bust um, at home here against the Broncos. I just don't see them covering plus four. I think the Broncos can win this game. Um, the by four spread is a little shady because you're not you're not allowed the field goal win. They have to win by four, five, or more if it's by four. Um, but I still think I would take the Broncos here. I just don't. I don't want to put any money on a San Fran team that's two and ten. I don't care if they're at home. I don't care where they are. I don't care who they're playing. I don't think I would take them uh, plus anything to be honest. So I'm going to take the Broncos by four. Uh, I think I'm going to take San Fran plus four. I think this Denver offense um, minus Emmanuel Sanders leaves them super one-dimensional. Philip Lindsay obviously has been great. Um, Probably the offensive rookie of the year. Um, I maybe say Kalan, I guess, but just the the story behind him, uh, undrafted free agent. Um, and his yards per carry, his yards per carry, um, historical numbers he's putting up. But I think the San Fran team just uh, focuses on stopping the run, and I just don't think Case Keenum has enough weapons in the offense to make uh, too much of a difference in the air. I think San Fran covers the game. It's probably going to be pretty low scoring. Um, but I like San Fran uh, to actually upset and win here. So, oh, so you think they, they will win? Yeah, I think sure. San Fran wins here. Uh, it's I, I have two games where I have teams that are uh, upsets. The, this game and actually the next game. Okay. Um, yeah, interesting. I, I Honestly, I just have no faith in San Fran's offense to to do anything against Denver. I mean, I guess Denver's defense is kind of average. So, I mean, anyone can do anything against them, I guess. But, yeah, I don't know. It's just, this is a game that I probably won't end up picking on actual bets just because of the unknowns surrounding realistically both teams. I mean, one team is 2-10, and ten, one team just lost their number one wide receiver. It's just, like, for me, when you're, when you're betting on something, you kind of want to know all the factors or all the variables that are going into the game so that you can judge your opinion uh, based on all the facts. And here, you kind of don't know how... The Denver offense is going to perform, so I could, yeah, I can see the argument for the 49ers plus four. Um, moving on, so the next game we got the Lions by three at the Cardinals. Um, the Cardinals obviously coming off a big win in uh, in Green Bay, and I mean, I guess morale's got to be high on that team. Uh, I think they're already out of the playoffs by a mile, but. Um, playing for pride, I guess. Um, so that was a, a good win and definitely an uplift to that team. Um, the Lions, on the other hand, they're uh, they're sitting at 4-8, 4th in the NFC North. 
Matthew Stafford hasn't been great this year. Um, obviously, Marvin Jones on IR. That's kind of hurt that offense. Trading away Golden Tate. It's kind of the same scenario that the Broncos are in now where they're down two wide receivers and their their offense is kind of uneasy, I guess you could say. Um, the Arizona defense to me is the one here that I think could um, at home play the upside card a little bit. I think that the Lions by three is kind of a, a generous spread to the Lions. They realistically haven't played well since they played New England in, what, like week three or something like that, uh, yeah. where they beat them. Um, obviously, at the time, that New England team was like one and two or something like that, so a different team now. But um, I think I think Arizona's kind of finding a little bit of a groove. Their defense is playing well. They put up 20 points on the road against Green Bay. I mean, Green Bay's defense is not fantastic, but playing with a rookie quarterback, um, I mean, 20 points is respectable, especially when on the year he has 10 touchdowns and 11 picks. So quarterback rating 68.2. Um, I thought, I, I can't remember if there's a Christian Kirk injury or not, but if there is, that definitely hurts. Yeah, the, he's on IR. He broke his butt. Yeah. Okay. So that I to me, I see that as definitely hurting the the passing attack. I just don't think that they necessarily need to rely on the passing attack that much. Um, the Lions' rushing defense has been better with uh, Damon Harrison or Snacks Harrison in the middle, but um, I think David Johnson is just a, a dynamic back. I think he can. He's, he's kind of like a more beefy Alvin Kamara to me. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can still run um, goal line situation, any situation. He's, he's more of an all-around back. Um, I think he has a decent game here. I think this game is definitely close and one that is very up for debate. I, I do see this being a Cardinals win, though. So I'm going to take the Cardinals plus three. I think that um, I think that the Cardinals do enough to win. Um, I just don't have faith in the Lions, especially with all the injuries they've had this year. I mean, carry on Johnson, uh, Marvin Johnson, uh, Marvin Jones, Golden Tate being traded. I just I, I think the Cardinals by th- or sorry plus three is uh, a fair pick here. Yeah, I like the Cardinals as well. I mean. Uh... This offense, like you said, Matt Stafford hasn't looked great. Um, maybe not totally his fault. Um, like you said, injuries. Kerryon Johnson doesn't look like he's going to play in this game. Hasn't practiced this week. Didn't practice today. Um, would have to log at least a limited practice tomorrow to be even somewhat questionable for Sunday. But it, it looks like all signs pointing to him not playing. Um, I think this Arizona defense gets it done. I don't see Detroit scoring too many points in Arizona. Um, I think this team's offensively, they don't have any weapons, really. Um, I mean, you're running with Theo Riddick and LeGarrette Blood. Your number one receiver is Kenny Galladay. Um, I just don't see Kenny Galladay getting much done against Patrick Peterson uh, as your number one receiver versus one of the better cover corners in the league. Yeah, that's a rough matchup. Uh, yeah, I like Arizona to win this game outright and cover the three points, obviously. Um, yeah, so both of us, I, I think here I, I would take money line, but 
uh, alternate spread of two and a half Cardinals. I think I would do ultimately. Um, but yeah, if you're picking money line Cardinals, uh, spread again Cardinals. Um, but our next game, we got the Eagles plus three and a half at the Cowboys. And this game is, uh, I think, a, well, it's obviously a very important game um, for both teams. I mean, if Dallas wins, they kind of separate themselves from the division and kind of hold the, I think they would practically clinch the division. I mean, being eight and five and then knocking Philly to six and seven would be, uh, they they basically they'd have it in their own hands. It would be up to them whether or not they they walk out with that division. So for both teams, this is a huge game. I mean, if Dallas wins, it or sorry, if Philly wins, they're both seven and six. It's a toss up for who takes that division. Um, but for me, I mean, the Cowboys at home they just dominated the uh, Saints offense. They what I think they only scored like ten points or something like that. Um, that was. Uh... 13 10 I think was the game yeah 13 or 14 10 or something like that um so and that offense I think probably top five the entire year um so the Cowboys at home against an Eagles defense that's been decimated by injuries all year um they've looked really good against the run um but I think Ezekiel Elliott and especially having played the Eagles so many times, um, I think that's just kind of a different beast uh, to handle. I think um, defensive matchups for offensive players are kind of played up a little bit, especially when it's when it's a top tier running back like you know your your Todd Gurley's, your Ezekiel Elliott's, all those kind of guys. I, I mean, to me, the matchup kind of goes out the window. I think that those guys are so good that it doesn't really matter um, what the Eagles' defense has done against the run. I mean, last week they they dominated, but for me, I, I don't see... Um, I don't see the Eagles being able to keep pace with the Cowboys' offense in this game. Uh, I think this game ends in a touchdown for the Cowboys um, simply due to the fact it's a it's a divisional game. It's it's very important for the Cowboys to win this game, as it is for the Eagles. But um, I think the Cowboys' offense outruns the Eagles' offense in this game, and I think the Cowboys' defense plays a large part in that. Yeah, I, I like the Cowboys here as, as well. Um, I think three and a half is a generous spread, especially coming off a win against New Orleans at home. Um, Philly has looked pretty poor all year. Um, I mean, obviously, some tough injuries, like you said, uh, defensively and offensively. Um, they seem to somewhat find their footing last week against a Redskins team that's also been decimated by injuries. Um, I think maybe too much is reading into uh, the Eagles just historically last year when the Super Bowl, obviously, and this year, a lot of high expectations. I think it's keeping the spread somewhat close. Uh, but I think if you just look at this year, especially the last few weeks, um, this Dallas team's been playing well. This Philly team's been same old. I mean, not scoring points. I think they were down uh, at halftime. Um, a lot of games where they've had to come back, and I just don't see that happening if they get down early this game. Um, so, yeah, I like the Cowboys here by three and a half. I think the Eagles have been ran over by uh, Saquon twice, played really well against the Eagles. 
Um, Zeke in his first game this year against the Eagles played well. Um, and I see that continuing here, like you said. Kind of seems like Philly is good at shutting down like outside top 10 running backs. But it seems whenever they play like an elite running back like Saquon, like Ezekiel Elliott, uh, they kind of like it. I mean, they don't do fantastic or anything, but uh, I mean, it, it just kind of turns the Eagles' run defense into an average one. Um, and then they seem to do like like last week, just dominate um, rushing attacks from Washington. Um, so yeah, Cowboys on the money line for both of us. Cowboys by three and a half. Um, I think the Dallas defense is just underrated in this game, especially. Um, but moving on, we got the Steelers by ten at the Raiders. Um, the Steelers obviously coming off a disappointing loss at home to the Chargers, and they're going to be without James Conner this week. Um, so we'll have to see how that affects their offense. I think this the Steelers' offense has done a good job of kind of allowing sort of like how new england just allows for like a plug and play sort of system i mean james connor comes in in replacement obviously he had all of the offseason and all of otas and stuff to get used to that offense but um they just kind of plug james connor in and all of a sudden he looks quite similar to Le'Veon bell he's putting up um running back one numbers in fantasy football um and just kind of out of nowhere like he's he's a good talent and stuff but i mean running back one talent i who knows so um the injury to james connor obviously hurts but i think that uh jalen samuels and maybe even stephen ripley get uh get it done in this game um the only thing that's concerning is obviously the large spread of by 10 um the Raiders at home, I mean, who knows what team you're going to get with the Raiders. They're 2-10. and 10. Their team is awful. Their defense is awful. I mean, again, Pittsburgh having Big Ben. Big Ben on the road, I mean, historically has been shaky. Uh, I'm not sure how that narrative has played out this year. I mean, Big Ben's probably played pretty well. Nearly 4,000 yards, 26 TDs, 13 picks. Um, so respectable numbers for sure. I mean... I think they come out with a motivation here to win. Uh, this is a game that they kind of need to win to keep pace with New England in order to look for a first-round bye um, in the playoffs. So this is kind of, I mean, you might some people might look at this game and say, oh, like, it's the Steelers at the Raiders. I mean, like, the Raiders are 2-10. and 10, Who really cares? But I think this is a much bigger game for the Steelers than people realize. Their road games, I mean, have been shaky. Uh, I think they like they tied Cleveland or something on the road, or maybe it was at home. I I'm not really sure, but yeah, it was in Cleveland. They've kind of they're, they're definitely shaky on the road. So I mean, um, I can see like the uneasiness in the Steelers. I just think this game kind of uh, overwrites that narrative, and in the sense that they it's kind of a must win for them if they want to get a first round bye. So. I think the Steelers cover this. Um, I think they win by two touchdowns. Um, again, I I, I I struggle to pick large spreads just because of the fact that it's that many points. I mean, you can be confident in a team who's going to win, but by how much is a different situation. I mean, there's a lot of variables that comes down into scoring. I mean, 
giving up uh, touchdowns for field goals in the red zone or whatever. Um, it realistically all comes down to a few plays. So it's a little bit more shaky, but I think I would take the Steelers by 10. I think they win by two touchdowns here. Uh, yeah, I have the Steelers to cover. Um, I don't think I'm as confident as you are. Uh, I, I actually think the Steelers don't have much to play for. Um, they're going to win their division. Their division is terrible. Uh, the Bengals are obviously back at quarterback. have looked terrible. The Browns and the Jaguars, like, they, they're going to make the playoffs. Um, but I, I don't see them catching uh, the Texans, Patriots, or Chiefs. Um, they're two games back of all of them. Um, they're one and a half with a tie, but pretty well two games back. Um, so I, I don't really see them catching up to make a, a first round, to get a first round by. I see this honestly as more of a trap game. Um, Pittsburgh's played bad on the road. Uh, historically, Ben hasn't played well on the road. Um, I do have them covering here. Just I don't think this Oakland team puts up as many points as they did last week against Kansas City. Um, and like you said, backup running back, I, I think he'll be motivated. He'll probably have a good game. I have the Steelers to cover, but I'm not overly confident in it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's kind of... I, I, again, I'm kind of uneasy to the the 10 points as with any game if it if the spread is large i mean just adds that other dynamic to the game that's kind of tough to predict uh at least for me but steelers money line steelers um by 10 for both of us and next we got the sunday night football game uh the chargers at the bears or sorry not the chargers <laughs> the uh the other la team the rams, the rams at the bears. the bears um the Rams, this is an interesting line to me. The Rams sitting at 11-1, and one, best record in the NFL, Rams by three at the Bears. Now, I understand that the Bears' defense is uh, top tier, I guess you could say. Um, but for me, I mean, the Rams' offense is just uh, extremely dynamic, in my opinion. Yes, Todd Gurley uh, is the focal point. But I think that because of that, their play-action game opens up significantly. And I think that makes Jared Goff's life a lot easier. The Bears' defense um, is good in all aspects, obviously. I mean, rushing and passing. Rushing, I think, more so than their pass defense. But um, the Rams' offensive line has been good all year. I mean, if you watch any game that the Rams play, Todd Gurley has tunnels to run through. I mean... Uh, they're getting it done. So uh, this be an interesting matchup, The as in the uh, Bears D-line versus the Rams O-line. But for me, I think the Rams by three is a generous spread. I think that a more tough spread for me to pick would have been the Rams by six and a half. Um, but so obviously I, I think I'm going to take the Rams here by three. I think their offense just um, outpaces Chicago. Um, obviously last week they looked inconsistent with um, Chase Daniel, but this week they'll get Trubisky back, or at least Trubisky expects to play. Um, I think that the Rams do enough to cover by three here. Uh, I think at some points in this game it'll look, it'll be close, but I think the Rams ultimately pull out of the game by three. I actually like Chicago here. Um, I think they're going to come out. Uh, obviously tough game last week backup quarterback they lost um i think they're going to come out and and win this game actually i I like their rush defense against todd Gurley. 
Um, Cooper Cup, obviously a big loss for the Rams. Uh, I think the the Bears just come out with a good game plan here. I think they uh, have a pretty dynamic offense as well with uh, the Jordan Howard, Tarek Cohen uh, combination. Um, also with receivers, um, they have Allen Robinson, Taylor Gabriel, Anthony Miller, um, Trey Burton, who uh, hasn't played terribly good uh, this year, but it still can be a weapon in that offense. I think the Bears do enough here. Um, I actually think they win this game in an upset. Uh, I think they're better than people give them credit for, especially on defense, um, only allowing 85 rushing yards per game. Um, I think, yeah, like you said, the Rams do have such a good offense that it is kind of hard to take the Bears. Um, but I like them to pull it a win, uh, maybe similar to the Cowboys last week. Um, not many people expected it, but they kind of come in and shut down that dynamic offense. Yeah, I think that's a fair prediction. I mean... If you yeah, relating it back to the uh, Cowboys kind of makes sense now, but uh, I guess we got a difference of opinion for this one. I just think I think the Rams uh, offense and defense. I think the defense for the Rams does enough just to stick with the the Bears. But I guess again, I guess we'll see. But uh, for me, I'm gonna take I would take the Rams money line, and for you, I guess it's looking like the Bears money line. Yeah. Um. All right. So our last game here, we got the Vikings plus three uh, at the Seahawks Monday Night Football game. Um, now, Minnesota. I mean, a lot of a lot of people, I think, expected them to be doing a lot better than they are, especially with the addition of Kirk Cousins in the off season. I mean, they gave him a, a ton of money, um, and I think Seattle was kind of the opposite. I mean, their defense. Uh, isn't the same, and they started off the year a little, a little shaky, especially with Russell Wilson. I mean, like the guy was only throwing like twenty passes a game, and I mean the rushing attack looked inconsistent. I mean they were running with like four different running backs per week. Um, but for me, I think this game just comes down to the the hot team. The hot team also happens to be at home, um, Seattle at home versus a Minnesota team that just lost. Uh, fairly handily to New England, um, and Seattle at uh, they're at home and they've won three in a row. Uh, I think Seattle in this game, um, their their offense is one that you need to pay attention to numerous different things. They run the ball a lot. They have dynamic uh, threats in the pass game with uh, Doug Baldwin, obviously Tyler Lockett. Um, and David Moore, but um, I, I think the Seahawks here, I think the Vikings defense is the way they win games, and I think that the Seahawks will do enough different things where they they have more opportunities to score here. I think the, Se- the Seahawks cover this by three. Yeah, I like the Seahawks as well. Um, I think, uh, both teams have a lot to play for. They're the fifth and sixth seed in the uh, NFC. And it doesn't look like either of them are going to win their division. I mean, uh, the Rams already won the Seahawks division. Um, but it kind of looks like the Bears are ultimately going to come out and win um, the NFC North. Um, I think the Seahawks come out uh, firing. It's a tough place to play in Seattle. Um, I'd assume it's going to be cold. I mean, Minnesota, obviously cold, but they play inside. So uh, they didn't do too well in New England last week. Um 
and I don't see that changing much this week. I don't think Dalvin Cook's 100%. And like you said, that Seattle offense seems to have found their footing. Um, more more rushing with Chris Carson, um, Tyler Lockett, Doug Baldwin, obviously a dynamic duo on offense there. And their defense has uh, played well this year, even with some losses. Uh, Richard Sherman, obviously, a few other players that have less, left in the past couple of years that uh, people didn't really expect this defense to play as well as they have. Um, but obviously a well-coached team, and uh, they played well this year. So I see them covering the three points at home. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so both of us Seahawks money line. Um, and again, next we're, we're going to move on to our three locks and one upset of the week. But first, as you guys know, last week we recorded with um, Sean rather than Dylan. Um, what Sean told me, what his picks were. So if you want to take his into consideration, I'll just list them off real quick. Um, he has the Titans, the Bills, the Giants, the Browns, the Packers, Houston, Kansas City, the Patriots, the Saints, the Chargers, the Broncos, the Steelers, the Cardinals as well with both me and Dylan. Uh, the Cowboys, the Rams, and Seattle. So I think um, he has he's siding with me for the Rams. He, he but he, he thinks the Cardinals as well in the game that they're not favored. So I would assume that would be his upset as well. But um, so for me, I, I do you, do you know what your three are going to be already for locks? Yeah. Okay, I'll let you go first, and then. Uh, yeah, Sean own. actually, he said his, his locks are Kansas City, uh, the Titans, and the Giants, and his upset was Cleveland, uh, plus okay. one. So, um, but obviously, is an upset in Arizona as well. Um, but maybe more confident in the Cleveland game. Uh, my locks, I also have the Titans and Chiefs, and my third one is the Cowboys. Um, and my upset, uh, I have three of them, but the one I'm most confident is the Arizona. Okay. Um. For me, I think my three locks are going to be the Packers at home, the Seahawks at home, um, and for the last one, I think I'm going to have to go with the Chiefs by six and a half at home. Uh, for locks for me, I think i got to take home teams uh, just to get that extra comfort zone, I guess. Uh, and my upset game, I think it's going to be the Browns as well. I mean, it's not really much of an upset with a a spread of one, but uh, I, I again, I'm going to pick on the Panthers on the road. I think they're just um, exposable on the road, so I, I think I take the Browns here. Um, but that's going to do it for this week. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, if you if you enjoyed, be sure to let us know on Twitter. Uh, if you used any of our bets or any of our locks, uh, screenshot them, send them to us on Twitter. Um, but yeah. Uh, that's going to do it for us this week, and we'll catch you next week. Thanks.